Tonight is my privilege to continue on from this morning. Our new series, Flex. We're talking about flexing our faith. Why don't you take a second just to flex your muscles? Come on, have a look around to those near you. Maybe if you're by yourself, just have a look for a reflection somewhere. Flex that lockdown body. For those that have been doing 25 push-ups for 25 days, now's your time. Let it shine. Awesome. That's enough. All right, because we're not talking about flexing our physical bodies. All right, we're talking about flexing our faith, our faith in the living God. And so I'm going to kick off. We're going to get straight into the Word. And today I'm going to be reading, when you join me, in Matthew 5, verse 13. This is what it says. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp, put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Such a powerful scripture and a scripture that I love. It continues on. It says, in the same way, let your love shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify who? Your Father in heaven. What a powerful scripture. I love the scripture. There's so many aspects to it that, that really push us out. And as we dig into flexing our faith, this is, there's just some things that I really want to focus in on. I love how God's presence within us causes us to be a light to everyone around us. As we reflect the glory of God. Do you know you are called to reflect the glory of God? That's who we are. We're the lights of the world. And if you look around, then you're going to have to read the news long before you can realize this world could do with some light. It could do with some joy. It could do with some laughter. It could do with some love. And today we're going to dive into that, and I hope you're excited. And so the first thing I want to address is this one key thing that Jesus says within this passage. He says this, and it captures me every time I read it. He says, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? What an odd question to ask. And it causes me to ask this question. What is salt if it's not salty? Is it, is it white rocks? I don't know what it is. It's just this random white substance. I, know, I don't know if you've ever been to a cafe and there's this bowl with a teaspoon in it with these little white granules. And unknowingly, you just go up. Your first assumption is that it's sugar. Of course it should be sugar. But guess what? It's not always. Sometimes it's salt. And if I could just take a moment. If you own a cafe and you're out there, please stop tricking our poor people. All right? It should be sugar in those things. But what is salt if it's not salty? There's a complete loss of identity. A complete loss of purpose. And I think that's what Jesus is addressing what are we if we're not salty? Come on, we need to get salty in a positive way. <laughs> awesome. So what are some of the purposes of salt? I've just got a few things that I want to share. A few purposes of salt. Uh, I'm not a, a salt uh, connoisseur of any type or a salt specialist, but there's some things that I believe salt does. And um, one of the first things that I want to speak about is salt is used to preserve. It's used to preserve meats. Uh, it's used to preserve a lot of things. And, you know, in this current day and age, we've been locked in 
for a long time, some longer than others. I still have friends that are working from home. They haven't gone out and began to work in the wild, wild world. And there's so many new norms that we've experienced. We've experienced Zoom calls like never before. Facebook Live like never before. Who would have thought that it would be a thing to cut your hair on Facebook for everyone to see? It's this new norm that we live in. But you know, not everything ages well. Some things just don't age well, like mullets. They just, it's not a personal attack. They just don't age well. You know, a standalone moustache just doesn't age well. You know, I'm sure there's laws that say that if you have a standalone moustache with no other facial hair, you are not allowed to look through any windows at any time you will be arrested on site. Not even window shopping is allowed if you have a moustache. That's why we restrict it to one month during the year. And so not everything ages well. But you know what does age well? Jesus Christ ages well. Hebrews 13.8, it says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's some values and principles within the Word of God. It's our responsibility to preserve those things that are important. That's why we're launching into shout. Because we believe that it's important. The Word of of God says, do not forsake the gathering together of the saints. And so while we have to exercise wisdom, we've got to wash hands, cough into elbows, wear hazmat suits to the supermarket, We need to be wise in these times, but we also need to have great faith that we can come together with like-hearted people to worship God, whether it's one, ten, a hundred. A hundred is the limit, people, please. Stick to a hundred. But the main thing is that we don't forsake the things that will always work, that will always be there, that are the same today, yesterday, and those are the principles of God. And so I love how we launch into prayer and a service. We worship God. We have global prayer at the beginning of the week because those it's our responsibility to preserve those values. Amen? Awesome. On to our next point. Salt is used to disinfect and to purify. I love that. To disinfect and to purify. Isaiah 59, 19. You know, this, these scriptures are packed full of information. I don't have time to unpack them all. But it, it just says this. All right, in the New King James Version, it says this. God will rise up a standard. I love that. God will rise up a standard. Isn't that powerful? You know, God rising up a standard. Isn't God delivering, hand-delivering new rules? to everyone's house. He's going to rise up a a spirit within us. You know, we are called to set the standard in this world. You know, if the world wants to know what love looks like, they should be able to just look at us. They should be able to look at the way we live our lives. It's what we're called to do. It's what we're called to carry. God's not going to rise up a set of rules. He's going to rise up a people. He's going to rise up a people that can show this is how we should treat one another. This is how we should love one another. You know, in global prayer, we, we prayed one time about fatherlessness, and this word really came to me quite strongly. You know, the world doesn't need to experience fatherlessness when there's men and women on earth that are willing to be mothers, to be fathers to those in need. 
to learn how to love outside of our, our own sphere of what looks like us, smells like us, works like us, but being able to love everyone. We're called to rise up that standard and to reflect the glory of God. You know, now more than ever, this world needs the gospel, not just shouted out them, not, not Bibles bashing people across the head or people standing on the corners, you know, cardboard cutout signs, repent for the kingdom of the Lord is near. I don't know why I did an American accent. <clears throat> you know, those things are good. If that's what you feel led to do, go for it. But now more than ever, God needs the gospel mobilized within the lives of people. He needs the word of God manifest in our lives, that we would bring it to life to a world that may have turned us back on the word of God, that we can represent the power of God. That's you and I. We have the power to do that as his children. And last but not least, it's my personal favorite, salt brings the flavor, baby. We are called to be the flavor of the world. That little bit of salt. I don't, you know, I know you look on Facebook, everyone's doing different recipes. They're trying this, cooking that. You know, the thing I love about salt, it's just a pinch of salt in everything. Even when you're making something sweet like pancakes, I personally, I skip the salt when I make pancakes. But it says in the recipe, just a pinch of salt. That's us, to bring flavor into the world. To bring this, this beauty of Christ, this color of Christ into this world that is in much need of it in these times. You know, Psalms 34, 8, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's us. That's us. It's not for people to go around licking their Bibles. That's not what it means. It's that they can look into our lives and realize, man, God is good. I used to think that guy was weird going to church, e-group, all these different things. Hey, I'm going to shout. But when they look into our lives and they're closer into our lives, they'll see we serve a living God, a God that's alive in us each and every day. And so I encourage you, stay salty. We're the light of the world. You know, I'd just love to share this scripture. Um, one thing that I've personally been missing um, if I could be honest, you know, I trust you. We've been spending some time together now. Um, but, you know, when I heard about lockdown, I'm actually a, a closet introvert. Um, and when I heard about lockdown, straight away I was like, God, I was made for this time. People, please get away from me. You have to. It's the law now. The thought of being by myself, sorry, I'm getting emotional thought of being by myself was amazing. But I've started to miss and really yearn for the things of God, things that I took for granted. You know, I'm blessed to be a part of an amazing team in Monaco, and we, we have a, a team that um, teaches equip. And one of the scriptures that we have in equip is Ephesians 2 verse 10. And it says this, for we are God's masterpiece. Did you love that? This is the NLT version, masterpiece. In other translations, it says, we are his handiwork, but we are his masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. You know, I know it's hard, eight weeks of wearing the same sweats. You know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I wore my favorite hoodie every day. 
So at times it's hard to imagine. What, I'm the masterpiece of God? What do you do to a masterpiece? I don't know if you've ever ever bought a piece of art before, but when you buy a piece of art, you place it in a place that everyone can see, where it's displayed for everyone to see. You know, as an artist paints a painting, they do it with pride. You know, God created us just like that. And one thing that really stuck with me, I heard of this when I was a young person, and, and it's something that, that God always reminds me of time to time, especially when I hear that scripture. And it's a story of the Sistine Chapel. See, Michelangelo, he painted the Sistine Chapel in the early 1500s. He painted an estimated 460 square meters. That's a lot of painting. And historians, they believe that Michelangelo wanted to portray God as being slightly withdrawn from the world. So he used darker, dull, matted colors, saying God's not, he's not quite involved in humanity. He kind of wants to be silent in the background. And then uh, just recently, well, in the 1980s, a group of people decided to restore the paintings. There'd been a few, a few restoration projects through the years, and one, you know, you had guys in there cleaning with bread and all these weird things. But this team decided to mobilize the technology they had and restore the paintings in the Sistine Chapel. And as they began to do it, using very delicate solutions, they started to lift away these impurities. While leaving the paint still intact, they began to find that historians were wrong. As you see, this picture is going to come up and you'll see a before and after picture. You'll see the dull colors that the historians will talk about, but then you'll see this restored, colorful, this beautiful picture. See, what they found is that from the years and years of religious activity that took place on the floor of the Sistine Chapel, all the smoke and soot and ash had risen to the ceiling and discolored it. Years of religious activity. And when you wipe that away, you find a vibrant, perfect picture of who God is. Beautiful in every aspect. I'm sure even when you see that picture, you'll, you'll just straight away, you'll be able to recognize the beauty that's in it. Because we serve a vibrant God. But unfortunately, in the same way that religion can do, when it's done over and over again, not out of relationship. Things can get blurred. Things can get darkened. I'm going to pray tonight that anything that may have blurred your view of who God is in your life and who you're created to be would be wiped away and that you would see yourself through God's eyes. You know, I just want to share this testimony just to close. But during lockdown... Uh, my family, we, we experienced quite a rough time. Uh, my wife, her mother, ended up in hospital. It was quite serious. Um, a few scary things involving her health. Um, I just happened to have a swollen elbow for fun. I guess God thought I needed it. But I had this swollen elbow. And, um, and then uh, while organizing the, this procedure, I found out that um, my mother's uncle had died. Uh, that's, that's my nana's brother. And he, he was a wonderful man. Uh, he, he was the kind of guy that in each, each and every family event, he would be the one to pray, 
to speak words of love, speak words of wisdom. You know, he was an amazing man of God, an amazing man of faith. And uh, he passed away. He spoke at my own, uh, me and my wife's wedding. Um, and I still remember he gave us a Bible. He said, it's a traveling Bible to take everywhere you go as the Word of, sh- word of God should. And uh, he, he passed away. It was, it was a really hard thing uh, for me personally. Uh, I had family members that were coming from, um, from Australia to come see him and uh, they got put in quarantine. He passed while they were in quarantine. They, they weren't even able to say goodbye. And, and it was a real rough time. And I remember I had to go get this procedure to get my elbow drained. Long, boring story. But um, when I was leaving, after I had it done, uh, I was leaving and I got this phone call. And it was from a gentleman from church, a, a good friend of mine. Uh, and he was calling and I was like, God, this is really not a good time. Um, you know, don't judge me. I can feel the judgment through the camera. But I was like, God, I've got these things going on. And um, I missed this call. But as soon as I could, um, when I got in the car, plugged my phone in, um, health and safety, using hands-free, uh, I called him. And he answered the phone. He's in his uh, 60s. And he was just crying, just weeping. And I, as soon as I heard him weeping, I was like, God, I don't know if I can, I can do this right now. And um, he just says to me, he says, my best friend's passed away and, and could you just pray a little prayer? Could you just, just pray a little prayer? And so I just started to pray for him. I was praying the peace of God over him. I was praying the joy of the Lord over him, that fond memories would resonate in his heart, that he would remember his great friend. And the, this amazing thing happened is, is as I prayed words over him, I felt the Holy Spirit washing over me. See, often it's a scary thing to help those in need. When you're trying to paddle against the waves of life, it can seem just a bridge too far to reach out to someone else who's in need. But I share this testimony and hope that that as you hear my testimony, you know and reassured that God doesn't rip one person off to bless another. He doesn't take from one child just to give to another. But He desires for you to be a blessing as you're blessed. You know, as long as you're others focused, God will always meet your needs. You know, in the, the work that I do from day to day, like I have the, the privilege of outworking a government contract with an amazing group of people and we've seen staggering numbers of people that have been made redundant. And we live in this time where people are trying to hunker down. But that's not what I believe God has for us. The will of God for us is that we would thrive in this time. And the time where some people are stepping back, they're fearful, it's time for us to arise and shine, to flex those godly muscles that He gave us, to flex the faith that He gave us. Now, I don't know where you're at. I don't know your current situation. But I know a living God that desires to show off in your life. And so I just want to invite you just in the next few moments. I just want to pray. I want to pray for two things. 
I want to pray, one, that maybe years of religion or maybe years of just life, things have stuck to you and your identity has become blurred. Maybe you've, you've lost that saltiness. Maybe you, you just don't know, well, what is my purpose? What am I doing? Why am I here? I want to pray for you this, tonight and I want to pray a prayer of freedom. Maybe you're in that place like I was where you just don't feel like you have anything to give. You know, in those moments, I was unconsolable. I didn't know how I felt. I was slightly numb, but I also cried when I found out. So I was in this weird situation where I just didn't know how I felt about this loss. I just want to say that God loves you. Don't fear lack. Don't fear a lack of resource. Where there's the will of God, there's the way of God and He will make a way for you in every area of need that you have. So I just encourage you, if there's anything that I shared about tonight that really spoke to your heart, I'm gonna ask you to do something brave. I'm gonna ask you just to stand to your feet, wherever you may be, maybe watching this on a bus, maybe not stand up. If you're driving, you should have gone home to watch this but maybe you're just in a room. And I just believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to locate us where we're at. And so I just encourage you, you know, I wish I was there to lay a hand on you, but the Holy Spirit's there. And so I just ask, can you just lay a, heart, a hand on yourself as we pray to close? Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that your word says, Lord, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the blessings that you have prepared for your people, that you have prepared for those that you love. And I thank you that that's us. You love all of us. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, that in places, Lord God, where we've been living this blurred life, lacking clarity, I thank you that you're a God of clarity. And I claim clarity in Jesus' name. I pray, Holy Spirit, for a wiping away, Lord Jesus, a restoration of our spirits and our souls, Lord. I pray, Lord God, for a transformation of our minds, Lord God, a shifting in us, Lord God, where we realize that we are your masterpiece, Lord, called and destined to reflect your glory. Lord God, I thank you for the purpose that you have for us, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that as long as we remain in you, Lord, we'll never lose our saltiness, Lord. I pray, Lord God, for those, especially those, Lord, that have find, found themselves without a job. One of the greater, the worst things that we find is if people lose jobs, they lose a sense of identity. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would download, Lord God. You would download, Lord Jesus strategies, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, where, where people in this time have taken time to be creative, Lord God, about what you're doing, what you're wanting to do in them and through them. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would loose them in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord God, we unleash, Lord Jesus, your children, your people, Lord God, into this world, Lord God, to flex their faith like never before, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that this world that needs love right now would receive it, Lord God, through us 
And so in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord God, would you give vision legs, Lord God? Would you give it arms, Lord Jesus? I pray, Lord God, for those lacking vision, Lord. Vision in Jesus' name. I pray, Holy Spirit, for every need. I pray for every need, Lord God. I pray for every doubt. I pray, Lord God, where the enemy has lied to us, Lord Jesus. Forgive us, Lord God, where we're coming to agreement. Let faith abound in Jesus' name. Let faith abound in Jesus' name. Lord God, I thank you for your love for us. I thank you for your plan for us, to prosper us, to give us a hope in the future. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen, Amen.